podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Actually recording this time. I see levels. Oh, that's right. I see recording happening. That. <laughs> that was so it sad. Was, it was really sad. I went back to play it back, and there nothing. was nothing there. Yeah. How did we not notice when we went to stop it? It was because, like, when the in GarageBand, it was recording, but oh, it was recording nothing. nothing. Got it. Yes. Ugh. Oh my god. I see levels too. It's traumatic. Great. Excellent. <laughs> so we are recording on uh, Halloween Eve, the eve of Halloween. It's a very exciting time in uh, my household. I have gotten so into Halloween in the last few years. <laughs> I have Halloween decorations, and today I was um, in the neighborhood where I work, but I noticed this a couple weeks ago in, over in Oakland. I'm like, man, I got to step up my Halloween decoration game. Like, we need to make a ghost for the front yard, like a scarecrow or something. Like, (laughs) I'm going for it. Today, I left my garage, and I looked around, and and there are actual spider webs all (laughs) over the garage. And I thought, it's it's totally great for Halloween to have these real spider webs. Been moved for like months. I think you, you guys should um, hand out candy from within your garage lot tomorrow night. Ugh. <laughs> yes, we should. Although I don't want one of them to crawl on me. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to know if we're gonna like walk. I guess we'll have to like walk around a little bit with Matilda, or one of us will have to walk around with her while some the other person like tries to control the candy mania. Yeah. Do you, is there any like daytime shopping district activities over there? I'm sure. I'm sure there are. We haven't actually done that before though. That's the I, th- I think particularly when kids are younger, that's so much easier. Like you go out like I don't know, like Upper 24th Street or something maybe has something. Mm-hmm. But there's a big one. There are a few big ones over here and we we do that, and then now that he's older, now that he's five and a half, that we um, we go to like a couple like the houses of, like around our block. Mm-hmm. Um, but the shopping district thing is nice because there's lots of kids out. You get to see a ton of costumes. It's fun. <laughs> Today I was walking around and I saw like so many people dressed up. I saw an entire set of daycare class uh-huh. like walking around with like on with their hands holding the rings uh-huh. like with their parents all dressed up it was pretty awesome i saw a guy dressed like buzz lightyear walking down in the, the street in the financial district carrying a briefcase oh my god like he was le- legit going to his serious job dressed in a full-on buzz lightyear costume <laughs> it was awesome I was so excited. <laughs> I was kind of, you know, I work in a school, so I kind of expect my, you know, a good number of kids were dressed up. I actually was disappointed. Every time I saw a kid not wearing a costume, I'm like, what's your problem? Why aren't you wearing a costume? But a lot of my colleagues didn't seem to be dressed up, and I hosted a party in the library, um, and I was dressed up. I was I um, Amelia Earhart this year, continuing my feminist icons theme of... Of Halloween, nice. Um, it was made very easy when my father-in-law lent me his uh, leather flight helmet, um, uh-huh. and then I just got a pair of oversized cargo pants and um, uh, put elastic in the waist to bring them in, so they kind of look a little jodhpuri. Uh-huh. And then wore a white shirt that I made. Did I show you this? No. I sewed this white T-shirt. You can see it. It's a long sleeve white sort. Of, it's totally a Jenny style. It's like. Very cool. Line. Yeah. Um, it has a little bit of interest. I made these little pleats along the front. Yeah, I these, love it. Uh, horizontal pleats. Um, and I totally made up the pattern. Yay! Um, so I sewed it, obviously. Um, knitting a t shirt in a short amount of time is not in my wheelhouse, as I have discussed. <laughs> um, 
So I just wore, yeah, this white long sleeve shirt, these Jodhpuri cargo pants, like deserty boots and um, flight helmet and a scarf and everybody knew immediately who I was. It's like a woman in a flight helmet, I guess. It's pretty <laughs> limited choices. Uh, awesome. So, but a lot of my colleagues, I expected to see more of my colleagues dressing up. There's the, and nothing? Uh, a few people. Um, yeah, nothing though that like really surprised me. Our head of school, I should have asked her what she was. I think she was supposed to be a ranger or something. She was dressed sort of like a ranger or like a scout. And then she had a animal trap on her back that had a, um, a stuffed raccoon in it. Yeah. Wow. My two... <laughs> That's really funny. Like, what was going through her head? My two favorite uh, costumes, and then we'll move on to knitting content. Um, one was this kid was dressed as Chef Curry. Do you have any guesses what that was? Chef Curry. No. He was in a Steph Curry uniform. He's a basketball player on the Golden State Warriors, for those of you who are not basketball fans. He's wearing a Steph Curry uniform and he's carrying a ladle and wearing a chef's hat. Wow. It was, <laughs> it was good. And the other one, um, oh, the other one I really liked was this really tall kid um, dressed as a, he was wearing a, like a cabled hat that he had put like uh, brown sprinkles on. I couldn't figure out at first. And then he was a Starbucks cup. And it said PSL, so he was a pumpkin spice. He was a tall pumpkin spice latte, and like he even like had it checked off. And then he put on the back, handwritten his name misspelled, which I thought was that is awesome. It said Spinenzer or something like totally, <laughs> totally off. I was like, that is also excellent. So everyone at my job dresses up. The best costume I saw um, was a couple of years ago, where someone. So everyone on, all the patients on our floor have these central lines, mm -hmm. and usually the most common one that they have is called a double lumen broviac, <laughs> and it's basically this, like, white tube that's a Y, and it has one side that has a red cap and one side that has, like, a white mm -hmm. side, and then there's, like, a blue cap on the end of those ends, and um, so she dressed up all in white... And then had like a green stripe, a blue stripe on one hand, and like a or a white. A, oh my god, I can't even talk. She had like a red stripe on one hand and a white on the other hand, and then these blue caps on the ends. And everyone, all the kids knew exactly what wow. she was. Like it was kind of That's amazing. Kind of profound when you think about it. It's like both amazing, it's like amazing and touching in a weird way, like to be something that was so particular to re that everybody who's there understood. And it was totally obscure right. looking. That's the other <laughs> thing. Yeah. It wasn't like Buzz Lightyear <laughs> with a briefcase. No. Yeah. Although now I think that the floor, they're all going for like, everyone is dressing according to a theme. Ah, so everybody's like Hawaiian. This year, it's storybook characters, ah. so I think you have a, a wide range of things you can be. So, it's better than last year, which was Disney, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh god, what am I going to do? And I was, like, pregnant at the time, so I had to make, like, a maternity Minnie Mouse skirt at the last minute. I think um, it'd be fun to be Piggy and Gerald. Oh my god! That would you be just go really around awesome. like yelling, like everything is like an exclamation, even if it's like a positive. Like <laughs> I love you, but I love you. You'd have to like make a thought bubble yeah. that just had a lot of exclamation marks in caps. Yes. <laughs> so again, not to talk like about something maybe many people don't know. Piggy and Gerald are two characters in um, in uh, Mo Willems' books. It's a series of early readers that um, these two characters are very highly emotional best friends. Um, I, I think that's the best way to characterize them. Um, <laughs> all right, so knitting. You are knitting on something. What is that? It looks like a sweater. I am knitting. I don't know why I'm knitting this. <laughs> because I'm a glutton for punishment, but I am knitting Matilda... An entrechat. Oh, I love that pattern. <laughs> I love that I pattern. Know. 
But she never wears anything I knit for Even her. The, ice cream, the double scoop sweater? She wore it to take the pictures. And then it's just been so hot. Oh, yeah. It's been so hot. I know. But even if it's like, even when it's cold, I have a feeling she will not wear it. Really? Um, Did yeah. you point out to her that she requested it special? Uh, you know, reason and logic are not our friends these <laughs> days. Um, yeah. So anyway... I am knitting this entrechat, even though I fully expect it to never be worn. Well, the good news is that it's not going to take... It may, can't take very long. It's, what, like no, two skeins no. of yarn or something. Yeah, I'm knitting it out of Blue Moon Fiber Arts Mopsy, which is like a 400-yard skein of Aaron Wheat um, Merino Angora mm. Blend. That sounds so lovely. it's going to be nice and... Nice and fuzzy. An undershot is a sweater, a little girl sweater pattern that's kind of a cropped sweater. Would you say like a, a bolero almost? It's like a shrug. It's like a little bolero um, with a roughly back and some and like textured. a textured band. It's I've short sleeves. I've always wanted to knit that, or always you know ever since it came to my attention, I've wanted to knit that, um, but not had. Not had the person to knit it for. No baby girls or... I don't know. Just hasn't matched up Oh my yet. god. There is a woman who had a baby at work, and while she was pregnant, I had it firmly fixed in my mind that she was having a little girl. Uh-huh. So you made her something? And so I made her all of this stuff. <laughs> it was like, for a little girl. And I gave it to her. And she didn't say that. And she's like, oh, thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then later on, someone mentions, like, how she's going to be having a boy. And I was like, what? wait a minute. <laughs> no. Are you serious? <laughs> um, so then I had to make her something different. So what had you made her that was very girly? Well, I mean, it, the good thing is that it wasn't like super super girly Mm -hmm. but it was pretty girly Uh it was um the queenie hat by wooly warman girly in like the true love colorway yeah by becoming art which is like pinks and oranges right well it's pinks and greens okay and like whites and yellows and oranges it's i mean if it didn't have so much pink in mm-hmm. it, it would be okay. But it has... It's a little heavy on the hot pink. So so that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> and I also made baby leg warmers out of the same true love, never-ending ball of yarn that I have. Um, and so then I found out she's having a boy, and then I made... A bumble hat from Tin Can Knits Max and Bodie's wardrobe mm-hmm. out of uh, Starry Night, the um, Traveler mm-hmm. by Dragonfly. Ooh, I love that color. Dragonfly? Yeah. How did it come out? Did you take pictures of it? It came out great. Yeah. I have Hugo wearing it, but his head is so gigantic that it looks really tight on him. <laughs> and he looks like a little elf. Oh, elves are cute. Yes. Adrian and I were making a color in a picture of an elf the other day, and I, for some reason, I don't know, I guess I assume that elves have green skin, but that's not necessarily true, right? No. I just... Not necessarily. On the Simpsons, the happy little elves have green skin, and I think that's... I think they have green skin. I don't know. That's how I picture it. (laughs) He's like, why are you coloring this face green? And I was like, aren't elves green? He was like... No, don't be ridiculous. I'm like, well, this elf is. He's a zombie elf. Um, I just knit some baby leg warmers myself. Oh, I love those baby leg warmers. I see that color would have been totally appropriate. <laughs> I yeah. So I, Adrian's teacher, just um, today was her last day before she went on maternity leave, and um. 
I don't know what it is. I guess I feel like I don't want to be too intrusive. She was obviously pregnant when the school year started. I asked her about her pregnancy, but I, I don't know. I felt like I don't know you well enough to be like, so are you having a boy or a girl? So I had to go with the gender nonspecific color. And so I used the last skein of Forbidden Woolery's Gluttony yarn, which is a sport weight that acts, I think, a little bit more like a DK weight yarn. And I used the stitch, kind of was inspired by a pattern called the Free Range Leg Warmers. Um, so I used the stitch count from that, and then this idea that it has an eyelet hole system, so you could run an eye cord through it to tighten them up. And um, But then I added a, a beloved waffle pattern, so I used the waffle pattern. And um, yeah, I really they don't match, actually, row size-wise. Like, if you looked at them side by side, they don't exactly match up but I don't think anybody will ever notice but I didn't explain to her what they were when I gave them to her and I was like well later I was like well I hope she she knows what those are <laughs> John's like somebody will tell her I was like oh, okay I mean it, it, what else yeah you? when you give someone like two tiny tubes right. like I had to I had to say and baby leg warmers <laughs> <laughs> and she was like oh which is I think if you haven't had a baby before you you're like, oh, so I remember I got baby leg warmers when I was having Adrian, and I was like, great, thanks. But they were super useful. I loved, I Yay. loved baby legs. And then I made a matching hat, so I used the same waffle pattern, and I just used the doubled the stitch count from the leg warmers for the hat, and then I made a giant pom pom. Yeah, the- I, I put a giant pom pom on um, Hugo, uh, on that um, bumble. Yeah, I see that. Wow, Hugo is so yeah. big. Oh my god, he's huge. He has my dad's head. <laughs> it's like ginormous. Um, yeah. So, when did you make all these baby things? Oh, recently. Recently, I made another bumble hat out of that true love stash that. and a rosewater oh hat. Oh my goodness. And I still have yarn left. Yeah. Um, yeah, so two women at work had babies, and there are actually two more people at work that are having babies. Wow. Um, so I guess I can just keep crank out those hats from that ball of yarn. You can also, um, go back to bibs if you want to. I know. I could go back to bibs. Although, someone gave me these bandana sewn bibs with snaps, Mm -hmm. and now I can never go back to the knit bibs, because they stretch so much. Oh, really? (laughs) Because, yeah, uh, Hugo just yanks on them until they become, like, necklaces. Uh, This is kind of a bummer. Because the cotton doesn't really rebound. No, it doesn't. But I thought you had made some out of wool. I did, but... The moisture tends to bead on the surface of the Well, that's the, the, that is the joy of Marina, right? It's supposed to right. wick away the uh, moisture. But I guess that's not so great when that moisture is spit. Yes, <laughs> and it's just sitting there, okay. getting on you as you are holding that. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I enjoyed knitting them. But... I enjoyed putting them on him, but practically maybe not as good as I initially thought mm. they would be. No, I'm knitting Hugo now a pair of baby sweatpants. Oh, wow. Those rocky joggers. I don't know. I'm obsessed with that Max and Bodie's <laughs> wardrobe. Oh, now I know what you're talking book. about. Yes. Yeah. I think I will end by knitting everything from that book. Um... And I actually went out and bought yarn to make stuff from you that did. book. I did. <laughs> what did you buy? Well, I wanted to make a play date for Hugo. And Which is knit out of like fingering weight yarn? A fingering weight yarn knit at a gauge of 24 stitches over four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt I didn't have any fingering weight in... A color I wanted to knit for him with, so I bought some Pigeon Roof Studios. <laughs> um, I got some Siren sock that was on sale, and some American sock that was not on sale. 
in a blue, like a deep blue, mm-hmm. and then a really nice brown. Oh, nice. Yeah. I want to knit a Playdate sweater for myself. Seriously. Yeah, it's really... I mean, it's, I think I would stab my eyes out knitting an adult plain stockinette oversized cardigan in fingering weight yarn. I don't think I could survive that. But it would be so useful. It would be so useful. This is why I have started to sew some sweaters. <laughs> Sorry, people. Yeah. I feel, I, I feel um, this deep sense of betrayal every time I talk about my sewing sweaters, but... <laughs> that is kind of funny. Like, isn't that weird? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, as I'm knitting, I'm thinking, oh gosh, I hope my knitting doesn't hear this. But, <laughs> wow, sewing a sweater is just... I mean, I'm planning on sewing a sweater this weekend. That's like, you know, for, I, you know, again, for some people knitting a sweater in a short amount of time is not that big of a deal, but I think I've clearly shown over the years, I think both of us, you know, that it takes time. It's a long and painful process, especially if it's a boring, like useful, but boring knit. Mm hmm. I feel like if it's a useful but boring knit, you kind of have to make it in an exciting yarn, right. like color-wise, and then it becomes less useful. Right? Like I'm just because thinking you're about like your water streak card again, right? Yeah. God, I love that. I love that yarn. I know. I love that yarn. Um. So I've actually because I feel like I haven't been very committal about my knitting, I decided to go kind of back in fit, try to finish. I talked about this on the last podcast when I didn't have you here and I'm trying to try to, it's like I, the other day I needed to cast something on and I thought, well, I have no idea what to do. So I picked up the wild things sock yarn that I have, and I'm going to try to knit the second jewel sock for my brother, a pair of socks that I started in 2008. So (laughs) let's talk about a long, long time. Well, have you, uh, so are you working on, is that your, are you doing the whip smackdown? Well, in the sense that I have finished one of the whips that I had before October 1st. Sure. Um, I think that's pretty good. I mean, if I could finish, when do I have until December or something? I don't know. I am not sure. If I could finish four things, four of my whips between now and then, I feel like that would be. Before you know, between then and and then, I guess between the uh, when it started and the end, if I could finish four, that would be great. Which would mean, though, in you know, to really do that. Well, I have two sweaters that I could finish that I really have almost nothing left. That I'm very close to finishing, but um, there's two second socks in this equation. Actually, three second socks in my whips that I would have to knit at some point. Mm, this is funny. So Tangled Thread still has not finished a whip. Oh my goodness. In the whip smackdown. Then Tangled Thread, you can do it. Come on, Sherry. I believe in you. Even if I don't believe in my own ability to ever finish a pair of socks. Whoa. I I think her method is um basically just picking projects at random and working on them for like that day mm-hmm. and then switching the next Ooh. day. Interesting, which is good for uh, variety, but maybe not for actually finishing stuff. But maybe you, I, I've talked about this in years past. Like sometimes, what happens for me is that I finish a bunch of stuff at the same time. I mean, right. read, and, and I guess it's sort of what just happened. I finished the leg warmers and the hat, and then I just finished actually my Rose City rollers that I started knitting in August. I finished them all within like a week of each other. Um, and the Rose City Rollers, I actually was proud of myself for doing this. The um, cast-on on the first one I knit was like the sloppiest, floppiest cast-on I've ever done. It just like looked terrible. It looked totally different than the other sock when I put them ne- next to each other. And um, when I put it on, it was not even, even close to my ankle. It was just like open, like a gaping, <laughs> gaping fish mouth of a sock. <laughs> So I took, I t- pulled out the cast on, and then I um, 
I looked at the loops from that cast on and they were all like different sizes. They were, it was ridiculous. And so I even, I tinked back one row and then I knit that row and bound off. And it's, it's, um, it's much better. It's a little on this, you know, a little tighter than I would want a opening to a sock to be, but I can totally get my foot in there. It's not that big a deal. So And I feel like the problem with ankle socks are sometimes that they slip off your heel. So interesting. A tighter cast on might help with that, right? Well, I'll see. I don't imagine I'm ever going to wear these except for as slippers, but we'll see. I mean, I might. Maybe in a pair of dance shoes. Oh, sure, because the funky part about it is I ran out of yarn and I thought that I would be able to get both of them and just have to do the toe in a contrasting yarn, but on the second sock. Uh, you will see that I ran out of yarn much earlier and had to do a, a big portion of the foot. Like I'd say, half of the footbed is in a different yarn. So, um, but I'm happy to do that. And um, I guess partially in celebration, the way I celebrated Socktober was that I got some more sock yarn. <laughs> <laughs> I had asked um, if anybody was going to Stitches, Texas, and um, I can't remember if I asked this on Instagram or if I asked it on um, on the boards, but um, our listener Tasha, who is Bijou Master, responded that she was going because I really desperately wanted some yarn from Mustache Yarns and these beautiful self-striping sock yarns. But um, her um, updates are just, you know, those ones that disappear right away and um and also updates are never well timed for i think for someone who has like you know when you i'm in class or with kids like i can't kind of sit there and do the refresh um updates um if i had an office job i i could see myself doing that quite easily (laughs) but i just don't have um my schedule does not provide for that i guess and um and things just go so fast. I just don't think I, I, I dither too much in making decisions to, um, to work for that to work it with for me. So I thought if Tasha's going and mustache is going to be there then she can maybe pick a couple up for me. And so she did, I got, um, the dark side original, which is, uh, you know, supposed to be reminiscent of the Pink Floyd, uh, dark side of the moon record album so it's gray and black with rainbow stripes i'm very excited i have a feeling once adrian sees this though he's gonna want socks out of this this is very adrian and then i got um her very but there's no reason why you can't get socks for both of you out of that skein though right i definitely can i've done it before yeah um and then um the other color of hers is pretty well known. It's called Sesame Street. So I have a, a skein of this and these are actually OCD skeins. So they um, are two skeins that <laughs> start at the same place so you'd have matching stripes. That is not usually like I'm not particular about that but it's kind of exciting to think that I could end up with two actually matching socks. So, awesome. Yeah. So that was my purchase. Uh, I got some self-striping sock yarn but I'm like I don't know why I haven't cast on with them yet. Is this stuff you've had for a while? Yeah. Yeah, cast on, man. It's like I just like to have it. I know. But I should just make something you with it. You should, because it's it's not doing anything. And plus, it's they make it's such a great way to make socks. It's exciting without having to do anything. It's all the excitement and right. the work. <laughs> so, I know. I keep thinking that I should knit my mom a pair of socks. She's asked for them but I always think about it her birthday is November 21st and I always think about it on like today right and I'm like oh I'm not gonna get that done right unless I went crazy but um anyway so we were talking before we got started about patterns and what's interesting us and we, we kind of felt you know and this is not really a comment on patterns but I just think where we are we're not pattern stocking new patterns that much um and so i said to jenny we should look at our favorites like go way back into like the first page of favorites that we have and see what's in there and if any of it is still appealing to us it's actually kind of funny because i have 42 pages of favorites and and i have 21 
so what's what was your first favorite like what's the the, the last thing on the last page all right let me look because my the like the first three favorites i have are pretty they're not bad patterns they're just really funny things I think that in the beginning when I was favoriting things, I was favoriting projects, like I, other people's yes, projects. That is the first, so, I would say the first, wow, it definitely the first page of my favorites are projects. And I'll tell you, my first projects were, uh, my first favorite was a pair of gloves knit uh-huh. out of like a, a striping yarn. They're really pretty. It's called My First Gloves and they're by Kelly Sue. My second favorite is is a knit Max Fisher doll. Max Fisher is the character from Rushmore. <laughs> and my third favorite was your giant February baby sweater. Aww. Do you still? My first favorite is the Shaba Circle. Your Shaba <laughs> Circle. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. The Sunrise Circle by um, Kate, by Gilbert. Kate Gilbert. Oh man, that pattern. That was such a fun, challenging pattern to make that didn't have very much use in the long run. But I loved that. That was definitely a process knit. I just was wanting to know how to make it. It's cool looking. It's very cool looking. Um, yeah. And I love that color. But it was... And now that sweater is mine. That's right. <laughs> but it's a, you know, it's a pretty itchy woolen mohair sweater. It's beautiful, but I think ultimately not that wearable. Wow, I have some pretty funny things in my favorites. I also have some stuff that I still feel very strongly about. I still like... I think I pretty much like everything in this on this page. Um, my second to last favorite was a granny square afghan. Mm-hmm. I have one of those in my, in my favorites, too. It's, I think that was back when we were obsessed with granny square afghans. Right. 2007. A.K.A. Yeah. Oh, no. You know what I have? is the larger-than-life tote bag, which is a pattern by... It was in uh, Interweave Crochet by Cecily Kim, right? It was, yeah, it was in Interweave Crochet, spring 2007. And it was a tote bag made with this uh, floral granny square pattern. It's really cute. I also really apparently liked Thermal. Um, the Laura Chow pattern because I have two two different versions of that uh, favorited and a Babette of course this is hilarious this is like the history of this podcast slash my knitting all in one fell swoop I know um, but I have things on here like Anais which um, I don't know if I would ever knit but I still look at it and think that is so pretty it's a Nora Gone pattern I have the OG tunic. Uh-huh, another Noragon pattern. God, I have a lot of Vogue, old Vogue patterns, Vogue knitting. And I never look at that magazine anymore. Yeah, do they, I was going to say, do they even, I'm sure they do, but they still make Vogue knitting. Yes, they must, right? I have a version of Noragon's asymmetrical cardigan, which I, I stalked and loved and plotted to buy the yarn for. Um, and... The some stuff from Veronique Avery's book. That must have been when um, Knitting Nature com- came out because I have a bunch of um, of Nora's patterns in there. Yeah, patterns from that book in that in my old favorites. Do you remember the Weekend Pullover by Veronique Avery? It was um, in Interweave 2006 fall, and it is a cable and lace pullover and I just love this sweater it's in your it's in your favorites um, oh my goodness oh, yeah. it's a turtleneck huh. and I, I think you could easily change the neck but did you start to knit this once I don't think so I think I just have always fantasized about knitting it but never actually knit it but I should just knit it because I still love it yeah, and I think you could easily open up that neckline. Yeah. Um, there was a... Oh, my God. Go ahead. This was, like, back when, like, looking through other people's, people's projects was so addicting. I remember that era. 
I remember like trying to find people who had made Teva Durham's cabled writing jacket. And oh my um, gosh, remember our obsession with Teva Durham? I know. And people who made that particular sweater were like really intense knitters who made a lot of like amazing projects. Like they're very wearable art kind of pattern. Yeah. Of. Totally. Again, things that I think appeal to the process knitter in me um, more than the the end product knitter. I can see that I went through some sort of sock phase because there's a page of favorites that's almost entirely it's a bunch of socks. Oh man, remember Sarchi's booties? Oh, I never actually made that pattern. I did. I made a pair for Ida, my niece, who is now seven. Um, they never stayed on. Oh. But I don't know what that was about. If that was her feet or what. Yeah, a lot of sock patterns I went through. Ironic, given the actual number of socks that I've knit. Oh my god. I have like a page that's almost entirely hats. Page 19. Uh-huh. My favorites. Oh. It's just... So early on. It's just a zillion gazillion hats. You're right, though. In, in the early days of favoriting, I have at least as many projects favorited as patterns. And then I see it slowly changing. Where I am favoriting a farmer. Oh my goodness. Remember also all the patterns from... Um, from drops that we got obsessed with. Oh my god, drops. I have the poetically named 103-14 short jacket with skirt short jacket and skirt with cables. <laughs> oh, it is a skirt. I don't think I ever realized the skirt is a pattern too. That's why it says skirt in the pattern name. Go figure. Go figure. Um, oh, I remember sideways Spencer. Oh, yeah. I still love that pattern. Yeah, there are a number of things in my favorites that I still have a great fondness for, which is good. I guess, I guess our tastes haven't changed all that much. But the good thing about it means that if I had knit any of this stuff, I would still like it today. Or theoretically, I would still like it today. Which is great. If I had knit it to begin with. Right. And there are some things that I did knit in here. Like, I just came across a little sister's dress, uh, that, which I made for, for Ida, along with the Sarche's so booties around 2008. So I must be getting into my 2000 and later 2007, earlier 2008. Still a lot of socks. Very interesting. So... I yeah, I'm kind of glad. I think there. I I will go through and call my queue, like take things mm-hmm. out of my queue. But I gen- I never take things out of my yeah, favorites. Generally, yeah, generally I don't think I take anything out of my favorites. It's actually I'm. I see why it's like saving your first knitting project or uh, you know keeping the photos that you uh, that you could delete on your camera. Like maybe it's good to keep these things around and review them every once in a while. Definitely. And it's kind of weird to think of, like, 2007, 2008 being a long time ago, because it doesn't feel... doesn't feel that long ago. I don't know. So there were a couple of things um, you wanted to mention um, about our friend Helen Stewart's Knitvent package. Definitely. So, Knitvent. I love Knitvent. This is the third year, is that right? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's a collection by Helen Stewart. Who is the... Um, Helen is the, for those of you who don't know, which I imagine most people do, she's the hostess of the Curious Handmade podcast and a knitwear designer. Um, and she, every holiday season, comes out with a series of patterns that release week by week um, that are kind of like a knitter's advent calendar. Um, so they are mo- all accessories, I think, and um, they are really great patterns. So she is releasing her first knit vent pattern on November the 5th, 
and she's offering um, Stash and Burn listeners a 15% off coupon code um, that runs from now until November the 30th. So go check it out. Um, right now, there's no pattern release yet, but on November 5th, go check it out. Um, the coupon code is SBNITVENT15, and uh, we'll put it in our group so you can um, use it. And Helen's patterns, I mean, so many of them become kind of classic go-to accessory patterns. So um, I don't know what, do you know what the cost of the collection is? Sorry, I don't have that open. Um, Let's see. Yeah, why don't I have that open? Hold on. Um, knit vent. Um, oh, there it was. Coming soon. It, it, oh, it's in pounds. So it's eight. It's eight pounds. Which is, let's see. Eight GDP. Is $12.37 as of today. So uh, 15% off of that gives you, you know, that's a really good deal. It takes it down to about 10 bucks. Um, and six patterns. Yeah. It's pretty that's great. That's a really great deal. So. I would, uh, I highly endorse Helen's patterns and this incredible deal. So I also wanted to thank our October, um, hat designers who are Carrie, um, Westerman and uh, Elizabeth Doherty. Um, thank you very much. And I have been planning this all along that we would not, and, but had not told anyone, um, that we would not have a designer in November because November is the gift along, which is another thing that started about three years ago where um, several independent designers, I mean, it's like hundreds of patterns that are um, go for, I think it's 25% off and the sale dates this year are November 19th through 27th. So there's going to be undoubtedly a ton of hat patterns in there as well as all other kinds of hat uh, I'm sorry, patterns um, for 25% off. So I thought um, I'd give a rest to having a designer so you could uh, save your money, your pattern buying money for the gal, the gift along. I know I always go a little crazy during that event. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I also thought it might be fun to find your own challenge, like between now and when the the sale starts, I'm going to say like anything I finish between now and then, I can buy a pattern. So like if I finish, I will, I would count like, for instance, Oh, I said this to myself a couple weeks ago. So like I've count the, the three projects I finished recently means that I could buy up to three patterns. So we'll see what else I finish before then and, uh, give myself that sort of freedom. And I don't have to buy that many patterns, but I can buy that many patterns. So, um, and then we'll be back in December. We, um, have not we do not as of yet have a december designer but i will start working on it asap um so that is our podcast i'm so glad we were able to finally speak to each other jenny and um i know get this recorded we actually tried last week but i had like just i hit a wall last week and so yeah i'm just in this like crazy you know, having two small children, you know, and a full facing yeah, and a, time warp yeah. where you're like, <laughs> your life is not like other people's lives. <laughs> um, but it is like lots of other people's it's lives true. that you never see or talk to because you have two <laughs> small you're children in your own time warp. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I did this thing this year. I think I was just feeling very expansive professionally and I took on like two added responsibilities that are really like 25% more work each. <laughs> like, so um, that has been an interesting thing. So uh, there are many evenings where I get home and I'm like, okay, if I can get this work done by this time, I can watch TV. Maybe, you know, like, Oh my God, that sucks. Yeah. But you know, I do feel like I am growing and um, I'm excited to do this work. It's just, um, I didn't, I didn't mean to take two things on. I meant to take one mm-hmm. on and then another opportunity came up and I um, I was like, sure, I'll do that too. Oh, wait. And I have to do my job. This isn't taking uh, anything away. This is only adding. So, right. 
Um, anyway, and I realized actually, as we're wrapping up that I have been doing some sewing. I do. So if you are not interested in sewing, oh my God, you have to talk about. Yeah. yeah so okay. if you're not interested in sewing, although this is beyond sewing, you have to listen to this. <laughs> so, um, a couple months ago, uh, actually about, let's just go back six months ago, Adrian caught beetle mania, like full blown <laughs> beetle mania. He had seen yellow submarine, before but he was too young and i think he it didn't even like freak him out he was just like what was that i don't know i'm never gonna think about it again but then he watched it um last spring so after he had turned five and he was like every night wanted to watch watch yellow submarine again and he wanted to hear all the songs we started to listen to all those Beatles records it's actually like made me appreciate the beatles which you think you do like because you live in this in the soup of that everybody knows who the Beatles are and you know the music. But when when I've been listening to it through his lens, I'm like, wow, this is really good. I really like the Beatles. They were onto something, those guys. (laughs) Turns out Lennon and McCartney were kind of good songwriters. Who knew? Um, So we've been well versed now in Beatles. And so he said to me, actually, Somebody said to him, oh, you should be John Lennon for Halloween. And because John is his favorite. And he was like, yeah, I should. I should be John Lennon from the cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band for Halloween. And like, (laughs) I was, I was like, okay, are we really going to do this? And I was kind of stoked at the same time because it was a real challenge. Um, So I... I at first had to find a pattern to work with, and I found this like king, prince, knight, three musketeers costume. Um, and it's basically what I needed is something uh, a boy's jacket that had a skirt and a narrow collar. And then, uh, because, you know, then I had to find the right fabric, and I, I was freed up mentally when I realized he did not have to have it done in satin like the original. I could do it in a cotton or like a poly cotton, something that was easier to sew. So we found the fabric and it was hecka cheap. That was also helpful because we spent a ton of money on all of the, um, all of the garnishes. Gar- yeah. All of the trimmings, <laughs> like this like fringe and this other trim and a ribbon and buttons and you know, all the things that to go on it. And over, so I had two months, I immediately, I made the pants, pants were easy I knew I know how to make a pair of pull. I just made a pair of pull on pants. But if you go into dive into Beatles costuming, you will find people who are like making sure the closure matches the closure of the pants. I was like, you can't even see the closure of the pants. But wow. also this is for a five year old. So I made the pants and then I started to work on the jacket. Um, and I got the whole jacket finished and then the embellishing is just like where it came to life because it looked fine you know before it it was decently made but once i started putting so that john's jacket is a limey green with orange trim so once i started putting like the the fringe on and the um the roping it just like it came to life and it was just it was really exciting and like me my son is a bit of a completist and we like were looking at the pictures and trying to figure it out. And the last thing I had to do was make epaulets that also have fringe. And then two, each one has a, each epaulette has a flower. And technically John's were daisies, but Adrian picked out a different flower, oh, a different white flower. And he's like, yeah, this is fine. Although in the end we both had the same reaction, which was, Oh, I wish we had found daisies to put in here. <laughs> like Aww. that's how like completest we got. But I made the epaulets the other night and I am, um, what I did is I sewed like a little tee together that has a little tiny, tiny pillow. So I was able to hand stitch the um, fringe onto the edge of the shoulder. And oh um, I will post a picture. I'll take a picture tomorrow. I'll really try to take a good picture tomorrow. But it, um, it's, um, I'm just, I'm really proud of it. Like, it's hard to say that sometimes when you make something and you really like it, but like. It is amazing. I really, it's like, I've wanted all day to show it to people. And John said the reaction at school, even though kids didn't exactly know, necessarily know who he was, they were like, what is that? And then he's wearing <laughs> little round wire rim glasses and put on a mustache. So, 
Oh, and then tonight he had me cut his hair because he didn't feel like it looked enough like John's hair. He's like, you need to cut it so it looks more like John's. And so I was like, I don't know what that means. So he told me, you know, straight across here and down here. And I just sort of did what he asked and hopefully that worked out. Oh my out. God. I feel like he should wear that for like every day for the next month. Yeah, it would be pretty tattered. Um, I'm like, <laughs> if it makes it through tomorrow, I will be grateful. So um, anyway, thanks for letting me share. And um, thanks for listening. Enjoy the gift along sale, which will, um, again, starting November 19th through 27th. Thank you to Carrie Westerman again and to Elizabeth Doherty for their discounts that ran throughout October. I hope um, people took um, nice advantage of those uh, discounts as well. And, and check out Knitvent. And check out, yeah, check out Knitvent. Um, and thanks for listening. Yay. Bye. bye.